What are you saving up for? A vacation? A remodel? Or just because saving is a smart thing to do? A CD from Sandy Spring Bank gives you time to grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, you can earn interest at 4.25% annual percentage yield on a 14-month CD or 4.00% APY on a 35-month CD. Ready to grow your savings? Let's talk. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit is $2,500, member FDIC. Hey, everybody. It's Rahel here from Woodward Tigers as uh, we're doing the podcast live down on YouTube, but on our Twitter page, Chris will be joining me shortly as the Tigers lost 7-1. And I'm putting a quote here from the great Dan Hasty, who is the voice of the West Michigan Whitecaps, to put things in perspective right now. I dropped an article just a few minutes ago discussing the the fact that the Tigers got swept, stuck to the facts, 7-1 seven, seven today they lost, committed four errors, three of them in the fifth inning, as that inning was just a, a total disaster, kind of broke the Tigers' spirits a little bit. And so to try to keep things in perspective as much as possible, I understand that, I mean, today is the NFL draft, and if you're going down to Woodward Sports is having their NFL draft party starting at 7.30 at the Brass Rail, so everybody's excited about the draft around here, and that's the way it is, and this is that's perfectly fine. And with the Tigers start right now, yes, it's going to be hard to get. It's hard to get excited about baseball, especially after this series. The Tigers have lost their 17th out of the last 21 in Minnesota. And joining me now is my podcast partner, Chris. Hey, Chris. Sorry, I didn't realize you were already going. Oh, no, it's okay. I just wanted to kind of, I guess, uh, jump in the pool, if you will, before that. But I, uh, I posted the – I wanted to show you the quote that I used for – I don't know if you saw what Dan um, – Dan posted earlier, Dan Hasty, but I thought this quote put things in perspective. I did not see that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it is. It's, it's, uh, it always feels more, uh, it always feels worse early in the season, I think, when, you know, they, they get out to a poor start. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's perspective. It's, you don't want to get stopped by a division opponent ever. But it is just one series, and, uh, you know, yeah, I'm sure they'll have a sweep at some point this year. So we'll be on the other side of that. Yep. Definitely. And, look, there's nothing – I. there's a lot of things in the last couple of days I've seen that are very kind of disturbing to me about Lions fans and Tigers fans arguing about what way the franchise is going and everything. And, look, even in, in our Discord channel, some of the – it's been some interesting – some good stuff all the way too, but it's they it is what like if you've listened to the podcast you we've talked about this numerous times the team is going to have depth concerns if one injury or, or two injuries were going to hit this team it was going to affect it as sure as hell it's happened and so this idea of changing willie castro or harold castro for somebody in toledo oh say i don't know like ryan kreidler Who's now on the injured list, by the way? Yeah, it's not going to happen. And the Austin Meadows trade as uh, the new congratulations to Matthew. I, I don't want to say his last name incorrectly. Uh, who's took over at MCB? The new uh, oh, co-editor, yeah, yeah. yeah. co-expert. We're just talking yeah. on Twitter. Just we're just talking on Twitter just now about why the Meadows 
pickup was so good because of the, the lack of depth. And he had a good series. Bill Castro, third multi-week hit game. There's some there's some positives. I mean, Scooble pitched well despite the errors, but just kind of that long pitch count thing that he tends to do. But overall, I I don't know. This is the time of year which social media was like you you have to ignore it. You really do. In some regards, it is fortunate that the NFL draft is this weekend. Uh, so people will pay attention to that uh, ridiculous non-entity, but uh, somehow probably gets better ratings than most Tigers games. And uh, and Lions fans continue to, I don't know, I'm sure, sure you witnessed this over at Woodward, uh, that, that no matter what is going on, what time of year, if you're talking Lions or NFL, you're going to get a lot more participation than anything else. Tigers could be in the playoffs. So people are like, hey, what about their Lions win last night? Yeah, case. In, I'll give you a case in point. There's the the morning show. By the way, it congratulations to our network. By the way, that they have had the most live views they've had this week in all time. So kudos to Adam and the morning show, Maddie, everybody, Neil, Terry Foster, you name it. They've done a really good job with promoting the draft. But every segment, you when they they kind of uh, take the segments and break them down for parts to use in social media. 3,000 views, 4,000 views. Meanwhile, it's, I mean, let's be realistic here, Chris. As much as we, if you take away our element of us not being involved in baseball, take take that away from us. It is hard to, right now, people are not getting excited about baseball at all. And if the team was at a better start, sure. But even when there's a baseball segment going on, you look in the live chat on Woodward Sports, they're still talking about the draft stuff they were talking about earlier. Yep. Yeah, it, you know, it, it. the big thing right now, I think, with the Tigers uh, is they're playing really ugly, bad baseball. Like, there's the, the worst possible combination. Uh, I guess it's not the worst possible combination. that They could also be pitching really poorly. But right now they've got terrible defense and terrible offense. And, and it's, it's I, I guess, you know, when you've got multiple phases of any game, it. it you know, it makes it tough when a couple of them are are just not running at all. And, and today was such an ugly defensive game. And this is like, hey, this is what you guys wish for, right? Everybody wanted to bench Candelario. Bench Candelario because he he's not hitting right now. Uh, now, never mind that he's hitting the ball harder than he has in his entire career. He's, uh, you know, the hits aren't falling. But, uh, you know, and, and Hinch, rightfully so, gave him a day off. He said he's pressing. That's fine. But this is what happens. Who, who's your backup third baseman? Well, it's Harold Castro. And what did he do? He made two huge errors today because he's not you know he's a utility guy he's not used to throwing from that angle every single day you want your utility guy to, to be better than that but that's who he is that's that's uh and matthew you mentioned earlier you pointed out that like the tigers don't have great depth you, you mentioned it too like this is this is part of the process of, of building up your roster it's what we harped on a bunch of times like the tigers have more talent this year but that doesn't mean they're going to win more games than they did last year because you know, Akil Badu and Eric Haas were kind of like miracles from nowhere last year. And you're not going to repeat that every year. Certainly those two guys aren't repeating it. Although Haas is like randomly turned into this super patient. <laughs> he's not striking out. He's walking a ton, which is a nice development. Uh, but Badu is just not hitting the ball at all right now. And, and so, I don't know, it's, it's just this terrible mix at the beginning of the year of unwatchable baseball because they're not ever scoring and they're making lots and lots of errors. And uh, yeah, it makes it feel like this is uh, the worst team in baseball. 
Yeah. So somebody mentioned that, and no, this is not. Or I think Deadly Ninja Bees mentioned that this is the worst team in baseball. The worst team in baseball, if we're going to be honest here, belongs in Cincinnati. Yep. I mean, figuratively speaking, in terms of the record right now, and I believe they are. They have lost. Are they, are they still on a losing streak? I feel like I haven't. They, I haven't they won one game. I think they went and lost again. And, and you know, imagine three and sixteen. Yeah. Are all our friends? Uh, with the White Sox, have people paid attention to what the White Sox have been doing? Um, I yep. know they won yesterday, but I, I thought they were losing again today. They lost. They had lost what seven? Or they're tied with the Royals. They just tied it in the eighth. The White Sox are seven and ten. I want to say they started what eight and two or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's just a lot of bad baseball going around right now, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of it happened is happening in a Tigers uniform. Uh, and it feels like it's never going to end. It will. It'll be the Tigers will be fine. They'll go on a winning streak at some point. I don't know if they're ever going to. You know, you get down too far, it's going to be tough to get it back above five hundred. But uh, I still think that that's where they're going to end up at the end of the season. Is a, is a roughly five hundred team, and they're they're like uh, Jonathan Scope, the team. Yeah. <laughs> they have these stretches where they just look awful, and then there'll be uh, a stretch later this year. Where they look like they're unbeatable for a little bit. It's just I the just, way this team. Yeah, and you know what? Look, I'm just going to say this, and I'm I'm not trying to be vulgar and say say this, but calm down. Seriously, the sky is not falling. Calm down. I try. This is like it's just one of those things we've talked about this numerous times. It's I can't tell people what to do. You can't tell anybody what to do, but just it put things in perspective. If you look at the numbers, for example, Harold Castro with his third multi-hit game of the season. I was going to do a Harold Castro piece before he did three years. I'm like, ah, never mind. But some of the numbers stand out. His exit velocity is up from 88 to 90, and he's got two barrels already. At this point last year, I even went 35 games last season. He did not register a barrel. He's already registered two. He had eight for the entire season. Whether it's the pitching not coming around or whatever the case may be, I mean, Harold Castro is a bench player. I know his role. We're not going to do the thing where we do with the utility players that most fans do and and idolize them because for all, it's funny because everybody raves in about Don Kelly, but for how much it's hitting Harold has done, I don't see the same kind of vigor or, hey, or or somebody, I'll never forget, somebody dedicated a blog to the heroics of Don Kelly. Don Kelly, great guy, awesome guy. But why is not Harold Castro getting any love? I, I don't, I mean, not obviously not after today, of course, but still. Well, I mean, I think Castro gets a certain amount. The, the, the idea that he's hitting Harold, like the whole nickname for, for a guy who basically has two interesting major league skills. One is being able to put the bat on the ball. The other one is being able to play at different positions. Not necessarily well, but playing enough of them that he can handle it. Uh, he used to be a fast guy. He's not fast anymore. He's one of the slowest guys on the team now, which is kind of odd. Um, but he's hitting Harold, and and he does something that uh, is different in the game these days. You know, there's a lot of guys who walk and hit for power, and Harold Castro doesn't bother with any of that. He's just going to go out there and hit the ball. So I don't know. I, but you, I, you're right. There's always been a kind of idolization of the random utility bench guys. Wasn't there an old blog about John Walkenfuss? Yeah, there was. Yeah. Um, you know. That's just and, the way fans are, I guess. But yeah, and 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 that's fine. You, if you want to do that, that's fine. I just, 
sometimes I kind of wonder, I, I don't know, like <laughs> I, we all have, our we have all our favorites and I, I'm not going to be a gatekeeper about that, but I just always find it interesting when you see that and you go, ah, what, what are they seeing that I'm not seeing? And that's really about it. I mean, it's, it's, that's the way I kind of look at it. But as far as Harold Castro goes, it's time for Rogelio and Chris to go inside the numbers. Fire. All right. It's now time for the inside number. And Chris, what is your inside number? Because mine does involve Harold Castro. Uh, well, for mine, I've got two. Uh, mine is uh, 279, 0.279, and 0.088. So the 0.279, that is actually the Tigers' batting average with runners in scoring position this year. Which, uh, yeah, if it sounds pretty good, it is. You're right. That's top five in baseball. They also have a top seven walk rate. They're walking at 9.8% of the time. Uh, they've been slightly below average in terms of batting average overall, hitting 229, which sounds awful. But remember, the league-wide average right now is 231. So they're, they're slightly below average there. They're hitting better with runners in scoring position. They're getting on base. The problem, they have the sixth fewest at-bats with runners in scoring position. They're not getting past first base for some reason. And the big, 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 big giant glaring issue is that .088. That is their isolated power this year. And, uh, you know, I think uh, most of our audience knows what that is, but just in case, isolated power is is slugging percentage minus batting average. You basically are trying to separate the singles from the extra base hits. And the Tigers are dead last in baseball at .088. They have the second fewest doubles with 21, and they have the absolute lowest number of home runs with eight. So if you want to point to an issue right now with the offense, it's that they're not hitting for any power. I don't know how they rectify that. It's, I don't know, it's, it's strange. They played a lot of cold weather games, but I'm sure other teams have too. So I don't think the team suddenly lost all of its power. You know, it wasn't a huge power team last year, but they hit some home runs. And unless they're just like randomly adversely affected by the new balls or whatever, you know, there's some, some indication that home runs are down league-wide right now. And somehow the Tigers were just on the other side of that where they're the only team that's been completely screwed by it then I think it's going to turn around at some point. But right now, that's why they're not scoring runs. They can't hit extra base hits. They're just not hitting them. Yeah, and I mentioned the power, too, in the article I just dropped today about the sweep series, the getting the, during the seasons, during the sweep of the Twins. And they're also near the bottom in home runs. They only have eight, with Spencer Trogleton having three of them. And then with Javi Baez in limited duty, or he has two. So, yeah, there's... As far as getting back to Candelario for a quick second, yeah, you're right about Candelario. There is, there's some obvious holes in his swing right now. He, he perhaps he's too pressing, but he's still hitting the ball just as hard as he did last year. And uh, it, it's just a matter of time again, whatever whether the, the humidor or whatever the case is, because I, I, again, there's no, I, I there's no rhyme or reason behind it. it. It's just terrible baseball, period. But either way, so my inside number is seventy. 70.8, and that is the O contact, which is the percentage of times a batter makes contact with the ball when swinging at pitches thrown outside the strike zone. And that's Harold Castro. And the league average is 62%. So he makes contact on a lot, whether it's harder contact or soft contact, doesn't matter. But he has done that now near the league average. He did the league average last year too. 65% last year for him, league average was 62 so this is improvement from 2019 where he was at 62 percent 
and a league average of 68. So whether it's a league average kind of fluctuating or not, regardless, Castro is still making contact. And again, I'm not trying to do a Harold Castro's, you know, blog thing like that, but some of the stats do stand out about that. And then my other number this week comes from the courtesy of the Seattle Mariners. And that number is 1.3. And that is a war they're getting from their shortstop as JP Crawford and Dylan Moore are, I mean, JP Crawford is getting the the lion's share of of starts. But the reason why I wanted to mention that is because in that number, he has a walk rate of 13% and a strikeout rate of 6%. So he has a weighted runs cross, weighted WRC plus of 212 currently right now in 77 plate appearances. I mean, damn. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's he's a guy that uh he was a super highly touted prospect back when he was with the Phillies. Crawford was. Yeah. And uh and then he just kinda came up and did not a whole lot and they traded him. I don't even remember who they traded him for. Um it was part of a, a fairly large deal. Maybe Gene Segura was involved in it, but uh Yeah, that sounds kinda, about right. Yeah, he's kind of quietly found a home and become a, an above average player out there in Seattle. And it's, uh, you know, that sometimes it, that's the way it goes. It's, it's uh, takes guys a few years to, to figure things out. So good for Seattle, I guess. Jerks. <laughs> I mean, Ty France was part of the co-player of the week with uh, Miguel Cabrera. So that's good to see. So it, again, it, it, I think the Mariners one of those teams I like to root for because they've, they've never really been able to get postseason wise have not had a lot of success and the, just the invite the city out there and everything, everybody talks about how great Seattle is and hopefully I'll go out there one day, but yeah, that's that again, they're off to a good start. Some of their players are off to a really good start. So, but uh, at any rate, let's get into another one of our other favorite categories and you, you by the way, will not, couldn't join us today couldn't because his daughter has lacrosse. And so shout out to Youper and we'll have them on. We'll be out. He'll be on next week. The good. Oh, that's good. The bad. Oh, that's bad. And the ugly. All right, it's time for the good and the bad, the ugly. And there's a lot of ugly, especially yesterday involving the Cardinals and the Mets and that whole unwritten rule stuff. And I don't know, the, the, Chris, baseball, as much as we were, we're tired focused, there's a lot of other storylines going around baseball that are just all three. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it is sometimes I find, you know, we, we deal a lot with hardcore Tigers fans, as one would expect. But sometimes it's also nice to just be a baseball fan, you know, take a, take a step back and look at what's going on around the league to see what other teams are doing. And yeah, I mean, the Mets are playing really well. And then you're getting that wild, was it bench clearing ball with, with the Cardinals and Pete Alonzo was talking about taking guys out. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, there's fun stuff going on. Uh oh. No matter what time of day it is, Charlie's coming here to crash the podcast with a squeaky voice. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if you want me to go in my good, bad, and ugly, but uh, go for it. I did. I did uh, when I was I was joking around at the. I, I tweeted out at the end of the game that the the, the home run leaders in baseball and uh, the Tigers have eight, as we mentioned, which is tied with Anthony Rizzo, the most in baseball. <laughs> Anthony Rizzo has eight home runs. Uh, he's currently hitting two eighty one. And with eight home runs and 18 RBIs for the Yankees, which is uh, it's good for a 221 WRC plus and 1.1 WAR, 
which is, you know, he's not going to keep this up, obviously, but it is, uh, he's barreling everything right now. And it's kind of it's one of those situations where he just seems perfectly suited for Yankee Stadium. And you see that sometimes. We, we joke about Yankee Stadium at times, but like, you know, it was great for Curtis Granderson, too. These guys who are, uh, you know, heavy pull hitters. And, and maybe it, it works the opposite way with uh, right handed hitters in, um, in Fenway, right? Like Dustin Pedroia never would have hit, hit as much or as many home runs as he did in another park. And uh, same with probably Mookie Betts. But uh, in any event, yeah. So, so if you go to Statcast's uh, expected home runs by park, Rizzo is supposed to have eight at Yankee Stadium. He would actually have seven at Comerica, but he would only have two in Colorado, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh. So, you know, sometimes it's just good to to build your team around your park, right? Oh yeah, of course. Because that's yeah, yeah. Who who would have guessed? I don't know if there's a a proper way to build that for Comerica, other, other than guys who I don't know hit line drives to the gaps. But uh, uh, my bad is Marcus Stroman. And uh, anybody new to this, I, I typically reserve my bad for things that are going badly but aren't ugly, you know, like aren't too scary. And Stroman is just off to a really bad start. He's over, over 0-3 and four starts with a 6-9 ERA for the Cubs right now. And it's not quite that bad according to his advanced stats. It's a 4-9-4 FIP and a 5-6 F4 effective ERA. Those aren't great either, but it's not quite 6-9-8 bad. But uh, it's just strange. You know, the Cubs offseason plan has been kind of confusing. We just talked about Anthony Rizzo. He was one of the, what, seven players they sold off? Baez and, and, and who else? You know, Bryant, they got rid of. And then they went out and they spent $23 million a year on Stroman. And they went out and got Seiya Suzuki, who's off to a great start, too. But, uh, yeah, so Stroman not quite living up to that contract just yet. And it seems like the main issue with him so far this year, and he's always been a pitch-to-contact guy anyway. You know, he's not a huge strikeout guy, mostly a ground ball guy. And, and he's having just kind of strange luck with extra base hits with men on base, which is sometimes going to happen to pitch-to-contact guys. He's, he's given up five doubles, a triple, and two home runs with men on base and not that many plate appearances. So, yeah, right now it's a 49% left on base percentage, which is like major league average is around 75%, sometimes 80% depending on what kind of pitcher you are. If you're a fly ball pitcher, it's going to be higher. And Stroman's career is 72%. So if there are any Cubs fans listening, I'm sure he's going to be fine. Just, uh, you know, off to a bad start. It happens. Look at the Tigers. Sometimes there are bad starts and they'll, they'll figure it out. But uh, that's my bad. And my ugly is going off, off the board a little bit here is the 2022 MLB draft pitching class, which uh, this is something that I, I don't expect a ton of, you know, casual fans to have paid attention to. But uh, it's actually was was a fairly deep pitching class, particularly on the high school side. But I've never seen so many injuries to potential top 50 picks. That in, and I've been following the draft for, I don't know, 15 years or so. It's it's absolutely insane. So the big news this week was Dylan Lesko, a high school pitcher out of Georgia, considered the best high school pitcher in this, this draft, best pitcher overall in this draft, possibly the best high school pitcher in 10, 15 years. I don't know if Tigers fans want to hear that after they took Jackson Job third overall last year, but, <laughs> but Dylan Lesko was a guy. Who Oops. Well, it, it, Jackson Job's just fine. Uh, it's you know Dylan Lesko could had the talent to to go first overall. I mean, it's never happened with a high school right-handed pitcher, but he was that good, and he blew oh, his arm out. That, was that was that guy in Texas the one, one, one number one? Dave Clyde was that lefty? I think he was. Okay, I don't okay. think there's because yeah, Brian Taylor was first overall as well, and I don't think he was. Uh, Right-handed, I don't think he was a uh, right-hander either. Yeah, the, the highest right-handed ever, I think. you got Hunter Green. You've got I think maybe Josh Beckett. 
Jameson Tyon. Yeah, I think yeah, that sounds. I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, anyway, Dylan Lesko had that talent. You know, I don't know if anybody's ever going to take a high school pitcher, a right-handed high school pitcher, first overall again. But in any event, so he got hurt, and then you go to the college class, and you've got Connor Prelip from Alabama, who was a potential first overall pick. He had Tommy John surgery. He's out. Landon Sims from Mississippi State. Tommy John surgery. He's out. Peyton Pellett, Arkansas. Tommy John. He's out. Reggie Crawford from Connecticut. Tommy John. He's out. Carson Wisenhunt from East Carolina was never going to be like a top 10 pick. Maybe he could have snuck in there. He's been suspended for PEDs this year. There's another high school arm. Cole Phillips was kind of like a pop-up. Every year there are a couple high school arms that pop up and suddenly throw in upper 90s and look interesting. Cole Phillips was that guy. He's out with TJ. Uh, you, you got uh, Blake Tidwell from Tennessee. He's actually back pitching now, but he was out for six weeks with shoulder injuries. So it's just like, like I said, these are all top 50 type talents who are – yeah, then my son Harrison's giving me a hug, uh, who are all, you know, out to some degree or rehabbing. And, and it's going to be an interesting draft where, like, I, I think if, the, if Dylan Lesko is there at 12 for the Tigers, I absolutely think they should take him. And, you know, taking crap high school pitchers, uh, you, you know, back-to-back, not a great strategy. Yeah, torches, it would be torches for that, definitely. But at the same time, that would be a case where you're getting a top five talent at the 12th pick and you're just going to wait a little bit longer for his, his arm to heal, which is something I, I made the comparison to Lucas Giolito, who we see now with the White Sox. All right. He was considered a top five talent back in his draft year. And he has, uh, his arm was hurt and he ended up going 16th to the Nets. So I don't know. In any event, it's going to be really interesting to see where all these arms go. Cause some teams are going to end up with some complete lemons probably. And other teams are probably to get a huge discount, a huge, uh, you know, bonus uh, on a potential top 10 talent and get him 20 30 picks later just because he's injured so you know it'll be fun watching that maybe for people who care that's my husband <laughs> so my good this week involves a couple involved we were talking about the white Sox earlier because they've had a kind of an ugly stretch of baseball but oh, the oh, good i, I sorry, sorry to cut in just it seemed too appropriate. I just looked down on my score, and the Royals have just scored three runs in the top of the ninth or top of the tenth inning against the five-two lead. Sorry, it's okay. It's uh, definitely worth it's definitely worth playing this in. Oh, oh, that's the wrong. One. I always play that wrong one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it is the guy that throws one hundred four. And, and somebody was asking in the YouTube chat. Jeremy was there asking that's about ben, that. Ben Joyce from Tennessee. Yes. throws very very hard and people don't know what to do with him because he barely like he's not the closer for tennessee he doesn't hardly ever throw his uh, secondary pitches he was injured he was at a junior college he'll probably go in the top three rounds just because he throws that hard but nobody knows what to do with him so anyway sorry to interrupt that's okay so speaking of the white Sox, and that's kind of funny you stepped into that so guess who has a k per nine of 14.87 has a fip of 0.95 and has an is averaging and has a two point one point two war already. That'd be Carlos Rondon of the San Francisco Giants, who has been dominating, and is three and zero and has looked very good. And again, I don't the White Sox weren't going to spend because that's what they don't do. But man, can you imagine him in their rotation right now throwing the way he was. I'm sure they would love to imagine it right now. Uh, yeah. And, and shocker, the Giants are good again. Huh. Oh yeah, oh that's crazy. I, the Giants can the Giants can take anybody. Like for example, Kevin Gosman, who's a Giant, who's now also one of the best pitchers in all of baseball right now. He's posting a 
ERA of 2.5, or excuse me, 2.19. He's got a FIP of a FIP a 0.56. He's already worth a 1.4 war. Guess what we played last year? He was the San Francisco Giant. The Giants could do no. It, 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 I, literally, it, it was it used to be the Cardinals that fascinated me, but then I, as, as I got more into baseball stats and more into the advanced stuff, I realized, oh, okay, the Cardinal way. No, no, no. The Giants way because they are. It's, I don't know, Chris. It's just the well, fact that. Go, go ahead. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I don't know if we discussed it on this show. Or if it was just we were just talking about it. Sometimes we just call and, and talk about baseball, about what the Giants were apparently doing was uh, if people were trying to figure out what the hell they were doing last year because they would have these weird platoon splits and and you know match lineup matching and, no, and they determined that, that, yeah we talked on both yeah okay so yeah somebody mentioned that they they think that they are basically just basing their lineup on matching the player's swing path with the pitcher's uh, pitch movement. Basically, instead of, you know, that was the whole thing about, like, the launch angle revolution was uh, players matching the pitch angle. Well, they're just doing it uh, with their platoon rosters and basing it on who the starter is. And, and yeah, it's, I don't know, it's like next-level thinking, and it seems to be working. So, anyway, the Giants, they're doing things very well. Yeah, it's, again, and, and there was there's questions about Ronon's arm and the medical stuff. But I think maybe, may, just maybe, again, this is irresponsible speculation, but I think that was kind of uh, full of, you know, full of crap that maybe the Chicago media wanted to say, hey, by the way, uh, just um, I, or team officials or whatever the case may be. I, I don't know. I, I'm Again, that's irresponsible it, speculation. So, it is. Well, so I guess so for, for their part, I do think the, the White Sox are cheap. I agree with that. And, yes. and their fans seem to agree with that, too. I do think. It's a situation, though, also where Rodon was hurt for a right. long time for them, multiple times. And it's like, do we really want to risk this again? And it, right now it's looking like they shouldn't or they should have. But remember last year, you know, he was hurt. Part of the season came back. It was not the same guy. So uh, maybe he's he's going to be just like a James Paxton type who's when he's when he's healthy, he's really good. But he's almost never healthy. I don't know. We'll see. So the bad is. Arboto Monesi has a torn ACL and he'll likely be out for the rest of the season. And that's a big blow. So the question is, do you put wit at short? And so the Royals already, the Royals are already have struggles on offense. This is a huge blow for them. And again, this is just, again, it's, it's not just the Tigers who are suffering injuries. This is across the board, but that's, that's a big blow to the Royals as they are sitting. Now they're sitting back the Tigers right there. I believe it's six in 10 at the moment, but that's just, it's not bode well for them. And the, I should have mentioned this is my good, by the way, that Miguel Cabrera talked about today about wanting to stay in Detroit after his playing career, whether he wants to win a championship here. And I think it's lip service. So for anybody out there who, and there's plenty of few people who thinks he's just going to disappear when he's out of here. I mean, I don't, if, whether it's lip service or not, it, he still said it. And I, there's some sincerity yeah. behind it. So stop, <laughs> you know? So, um, as far as my ugly goes this week, it was the, I don't know, man. Like it was Jack Morris. Sometimes I agree with Jack Morris on the broadcast. So one of the things he said today was the whole Mets Cardinals situation. And I'm paraphrasing, but he was talking about the high and tight pitch inside. And I think 
I think it was any other market, I think it would be kind of like not talked about, but because it's between the Mets and the Cardinals, two of the nationally storied franchises, if you will. That was because it's New York. I'm so I'm watching the pitch now, and I, I like it's just let me let me let me pull it up for our viewers to because I just this is where I, I want to ask your opinion about this, Chris, because you you could give it you don't give a crap about the either team. So let me uh let me pull this up. I did like the Mets when I was a kid, but I do not care now though. Yeah, because that, that yeah, that's a different. So mm-hmm. here's the pitch. It was a little high yeah. inside, but did it come close? I understand that is a concerning thing, but I think he's a little bit. Come on. <laughs> no, I you know I I remember, um, I remember I want to say that happened with the Tigers once in Cabrera. There was a pitch that was high and inside and and wasn't even ever going to come close to hitting him, but he was still upset. And I, I think as hitters, uh, they might kind of know more than we do as, as just watching. They might have a better idea of like, like what's coming or know that that was on purpose. Or maybe sometimes they're just, you know, full of adrenaline and uh, testosterone and, and see lights where they aren't. But it does seem a bit ridiculous. I mean, it wasn't, he didn't hit him. He didn't, you know, plunk him in the ribs or throw behind him or anything like that. It was just a pitch up and in. They have 19 hit batsmen for the year, by the way. The Mets do? Yeah. No other tub, no other team is close or no more other team has hit more than 11 times. So, and during the series alone, they got hit uh, between the two teams eight combined times. So, you know, as far as I don't, I don't look, look. As far as the Mickey thing that was addressed in there, I think Mickey's sincere. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's trying to open up more. And so people just, if he wants to talk more to the media, great. It's just, it's not an issue. It's, it's I, cool that he wants to stay around. So I think, you know, I, I've not been around Miguel Cabrera, um, you know, to, to, to get the cold shoulder or whatever the media is complaining about with, with him. Uh, was it Carlos but, Montez from the Freep? Montez, yeah, I did, yeah, I did not uh, see what he wrote, but. Um, there's nothing that says Miguel Cabrera has to stay here. Uh, if right. I were him, I would live in Miami as well. I think Alan Trammell still lives in San Diego, if I'm not mistaken. At least that's so. where his home base is. But he's with the Tigers all the time because he loves baseball. He he works for the Tigers. It would not shock me one bit if Miguel Cabrera stays as kind of one of those, you know, special assistants who wrote, goes around to the minor. Because I think Miguel Cabrera loves baseball. Yeah, he might not. Love it enough to, you know, run a, a Ironman triathlon to get in shape or whatever. But he loves baseball because he's very good at it, and it's all he's known for most of his life. And I think he's going to want to stay around. And I think there's a world where he is a special assistant who goes to Toledo or West Michigan or Erie or down in Lakeland a lot, working with the young Latin kids and uh, helping them get better at baseball and having a role within the Tigers system. An organization that doesn't mean he has to come buy a house, you know, on the cast corridor <laughs> and you know, set up a like an arepa shop or something like that. He's not, you know, like uh, I, I don't know, it's it's weird. Like, I remember you know, the controversy like him not getting speaking better English or whatever. Like, who cares? This is his job, he, he does a job that very few people could do. I don't think, I don't think 12 time all star Sue Bird is learning how to speak Russian when she's over there playing basketball. You know what I mean? I think she's there to do a job, get paid and, and perform for her club. And that's what Mickey he's done for 15 years. 
or whatever. I mean, you know, the first 10 were significantly better than the last few, but I don't know. He doesn't owe the city of Detroit anything. And uh, if he wants to move away and never come back, that's fine. Madonna did it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jack White did it. I mean, he lives yeah. in Nashville, you know. He came back, you know, he comes back occasionally. But yeah, I mean, he, he I don't know, Comerica. Comerica was headquartered in Detroit, wasn't it? And then they moved to Dallas. Yeah. So like, how? Namesake of your park. You know, Hudson's moved to Minnesota. Hudson's was originally here. Yeah, and then what did it become? Marshall Fields or something? I don't know. This yeah, is, something. I I don't know the the chain yeah, of events that yeah, occurred. Like I don't I, I don't know. Is there some? Do we have to have our stars stay here? Like what what is that provincial quality about Detroit? Like Chris, Detroit, the law. Somebody, it's a law. Like, I, I there's some law. unwritten law. It's unwritten. You know about unwritten rules of fan or players? Mm-hmm. There's unwritten rule of fans. If you express an interest to want to work with an organization, great, awesome. But don't give him stop. Stop with the nonsense. He doesn't care about baseball because he, because you don't understand him or whatever. Shut the shut the up. I, you, shut know, up. you know, but it's just like think about how anybody else. Like, yes, I was born and raised here in Michigan. I like it because it's basically all I've known. If I could go live in Vancouver, or I don't know Denver or something like that, I would. Probably, it's pretty nice in other places. Maybe get out of get out of Detroit every now and then and go visit other places. If you like warm weather, Miami seems like a good place to be. If uh, if you like rising ocean levels, also Miami. But uh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. you can be whatever he wants to be, and that's I, I, again, I, I don't really. It's just involved. It's nice he's involved with the team. But as far as the good, bad, the ugly is concerned, as we wrap it up, I, I think the 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 ugly part of this whole thing with the Mets and the Cardinals situation is it, players are getting injured, and there are already enough injuries as it stands. So I don't think. You don't need any more of that, so it's for that part. But other than that, this week in baseball, the standing stuff on the stuff is it's too too weird to look at. There's a lot to honestly. The Tigers are bad. The Tigers are bad right now. Let's not let's not kid ourselves right now. But I can't. What what alternatives do you have in the outfield? You want to make Cody Clemens, who's an infielder in the outfielder, sure, or into the outfield, okay. Well, Zach Short, they've done it before. There's no alternatives right now unless they make another trade. Until Riley Green, until Riley Green gets back, the Tigers are kind of are what they are in terms of the outfield. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It, it's it's like you know their best players aren't really doing a whole lot right now. Even Spencer yeah. Torkelson, you know, he's got three home runs, but he's not. No, I mean, Josh Hester, kind of, Jeremy. No, stop. We, you know, we we tried to prepare our people for Spencer Torkelson maybe not coming up and being Mickey Mantle right away, right? You know, didn't right. We write, I wrote an article about him maybe not being MVP or the Rookie of the Year, being yes. a quality player but not, you know, generational talent. And give him time, maybe he'll develop into that. But, you know, it, it's the fact that he's kind of like your most consistent offensive performer right now is a serious problem. Now, Austin Meadows has been right. great. He just hasn't put the ball over the fence yet. Avi Baez has had some signature moments already that have been fun. Uh, but they just all the other supplemental players have not done anything yet. Like we said, Badu has been completely lost. Candelario's had really hard luck. <laughs> Scope isn't doing anything. It's just tough. tough, tough By the way, Danielle, right. Danielle, who is mm-hmm. uh, one of our favorite people, she said Vancouver's very expensive, Chris. I, well, I've been, I spent, spent a week uh, there once. And uh, yes, that's why I said if I could, there, <laughs> I cannot. I, I, you know, I can't live in Banff. I can't live in Toronto. I might be able to live in Sarnia. 
What about Medicine Hat? I, well, yeah, or Moosini. Um, <laughs> what about or, Kitchener? I would, you know, I would live in Kitchener. Nah, I don't know. Uh, Anything off the 401 seems kind of. If we're going Canadian talk here for a quick second, radio, uh, radio for five here or whomever, we do have a quite a considerable uh, audience in Ontario. I like Kitchener. I like London. I like some of some of those stops on the 401 on a really long stretch get boring, but I still, I love, I love going into Windsor and Ontario whenever I can, but that drive between Toronto, you're going through Hamilton on your way to Toronto or Niagara Falls. I, th- I think it's Niagara Falls into Hamilton. That's a rough stretch of road in terms of like traffic and everything. So I don't think, yeah, I don't think I've ever gone past Toronto. I've been to Toronto a couple of times, but in you know, Vancouver, but I know, Tara loves, uh, she loves Barrow, Alaska for some reason because of that stupid movie. There was a stupid movie, like 30 Days of Night. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Mystery uh, no, Mystery Man. Or, it was it's a vampire movie. movie. It's a vampire oh. movie. And it's, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, They come yeah. out for a whole month because there's no sun, so that's a great place to be if you're a vampire. Like, you know, Tara hates being slightly cold, so I don't think she would ever actually want to move there. But uh, there are great places all over the world. If you have hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe you want to go visit them. Maybe you want to live there too. It's okay. Yeah. No, if you mean the four hundred one is terribly boring, yes, that's what I mean. But I just some of those stops, like you, you're. It's like going through Ohio, like going through Kitchener, going through London, going through what's the other one? The the wheels in that everybody talks about Sarnia. I think I I just anyway. Um, is there is there a fun highway anywhere? A fun freeway like Route sixty six? There were songs about it. <laughs> yeah, like get, think, get some Route sixty six. Suppose there might be some with like some funny things along the side of the road, like Butter Jesus or whatever. But like <laughs> Butter Jesus, <laughs> Butter Jesus is this Butter Jesus still around? I think. So. Well, you're talking about down seventy five, right? I thought so. It was in Ohio. Wait, Cincinnati with the guys like this. Uh, maybe like this. did you get struck by lightning? Butter yes, Jesus? that was that's off. Yeah, that's that's in, that's off seventy five near Cincinnati. And butter um, Jesus. butter Jesus, or the biggest roll, biggest ball of lint, or the biggest you know, or whatever those uh, parodies are. We've got the big tire on ninety four out here. What an exciting yeah. thing to see! That's, that, that's yeah. not too far away from my house. It's literally ten minutes from my house. So, I. I don't know, but uh, as far as uh, to answer Jeremy's question before we get out of here, is can y'all think of anyone in Toledo that could come in and maybe provide a spark? No, it's well, it's possible. No. It, it like, but it, I don't think it just the way the roster is right now. Like, you're not getting rid of Scope or Candelario, right? The two right. regulars who are underperforming the most at the moment. Um, Barnhart, there, there's not a catcher ready to step in for Barnhart. You know, if they want to play him less, then you play Haas more and Garneau more. Um, the outfield, like you said, without without Riley Green, your outfield options at the moment, Victor Reyes is hurt. So you're talking like Jack Lopez, yeah. uh, Daz Cameron, Zach Short, Willie Castro. Those are your other outfielders. Uh, you know, they're moving Parker Meadows fast. They got him up to double But he's not going to be ready for the majors. And, and yeah, they just, they, they have depth issues. And, Production issues. I don't. I don't think. I think you could catch lightning a bottle at some point. Maybe Cody Clemens comes up and hits a couple homers, like you said. But major leagues is is very difficult, and it's a different run environment than AAA for sure. It's probably different balls this year. So I wouldn't expect anybody to come up from Toledo and suddenly you know set the offense on fire. You never know. It happened. It's happened before with JD Martinez and Eric Haas and stuff like that. But but I don't see that happening this year. 
Yeah, I don't see there. And it's just, it's, it is what it is. I think if there's a name for the podcast, it'd be, it is what it is. Yeah, so, so hey, Sean Detroit Lions draft tonight. Say what? When the uh, Sean Belegian's old radio show? Oh, yeah, Sean Belegian's old show on the, I think it was on 1130. So, like I said, I know people are already looking forward to next season and all that, but it's April. It's April. If we're having this problem in May and June, then yes, you can complain all you want. Do all the tweets you want. You can do all that crap you want. I don't care. You can be as pissed off as you want. But Baseball seasons are very strange. Remember remember yeah. last year when the Cardinals, what are they? They were 500 and then they reeled off 16 consecutive wins or something like that, right? Like, yeah. nobody predicted the Braves were going to win the World Series the first month of the year. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll get through this yeah. together. The Edgar fans, we'll get through this together. And, and if not, if, if they if keep not, playing this poorly, yeah, we're going to crush them all year. It'll be, fun. yeah, yeah, you know, we're going to be objectively crushing them. It's not going to, we're not going to be singing as much as this is the funny thing about as, as long as we've been doing this for the season comes in Evanston flows. And so we witnessed history last week, a moment we'll probably never see again. This is just as, 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 as uh, Dan Hasey said, this is only 4% of the season. And AJ Hinch even said something after the after the game. Just be rational, but it's just this whole. I don't know. I think sometimes I I I'm been doing this more at night. Just taking a break from Discord. Just taking a break from social media because I I sometimes I just it's BS. It's ridiculous. I mean I know I know it's like some of it's hard to lost in textulation or anything, but I you know look. For how much we do the post game, the post game, everything else, just take it easy. If if they continue to struggle, we will continue to go. This rebuild's not over. So Ben, Ben over at Operation Rebuild, your job's still not done yet, apparently. So there you go. But uh, you know what's funny is, as I remembered, you know how soon we forget. I don't think people actually forgot, but how bad the Tigers were in April last year, and I went. Yeah, I just found. I just about it. Jeff Rieger had a really good tweet about it too from night seven. Well, I, I tweeted last year, right around this time, April 30th. I said that the Detroit Tigers are embarrassing. I don't know how anyone can look at the product this year and think this is progress, or somehow part of a plan. That was one year ago. Uh, and then they went basically, you know, one week later, they ended up going over 500 for the rest of the year. And yeah, like, and I, I, I'm. It's rare for me to go like that public with any sort of opinion. I just don't like to inviting all the commentary on it. But, but it was like at that point, it was a disaster. They looked awful, right. and it was. They were another week of games into the season because the season started on time. It, it things can change drastically without warning for no apparent reason. It, uh, right. they might just start hitting tomorrow. They might, they might go out and, and smoke Clinton Kershaw and Walker Bueller. Seems unlikely. But they might because it's yeah, baseball. Yeah. Like Kevin Dar is it Kevin Garnett that said that? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. So do the Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah. There you go. That, and that's all no, there is to it. So you have the NBA playoffs right now. You have enough to entertain. You have the NFL draft, which you should watch. Now the brass rail. Join the Woodward Sports. Starting at 7:30 all the way to the Lions pick. And the Brashville downtown Detroit's got fantastic pizza. All the Woodward Sports personalities will be there. So it'll be the Lions' second pick, right? Second the Lions pick, yeah. make two picks today. Yes, unless that's they correct. trade. 
which is who? Yeah. So Brad Holmes and the gang down at the headquarters down in Allen Park. Our own Corey Woods is out there covering, ready to go. So if you want all the Lions coverage with all these, all these perfect look, all these personalities out there, and all the Lion coverage, we have you covered over at Woodward Sports. So I will be tomorrow with the Dodgers. I'm probably going to take a nap because I'll probably do the post game. Yeah. So it's going to be a long night. Same thing with Saturday and Sunday. I think it's a day game, so I don't have to worry about that. But can you imagine the Tigers are on Sunday night baseball right now. Oof. Maybe that would work. Yeah. So anything's yeah. possible. What's, what's up? I'm sorry. No, I mean, it's bad, bad. I guess we can point out. I think you pointed out several times uh, how well the bullpen has performed. Yes. Uh, which is, has been shocking and a pleasant surprise. And, and it would be a whole lot better if they hadn't screwed up the one chance to win this week, which wasn't necessarily the bullpen's fault, obviously. But right. um, yeah, it, it's a, a nice bullpen is great, but it kind of is the cherry on top, right? You need offense and starting pitching and defense first. Starting pitching's been good. I mean, this is, yeah, I mean, you're right. I think it's been solid for the most part. You, you got Erod has been about what we expected. His first two starts weren't great, but he's, you know, quality starts in his last two outings, I think. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, he's turned in a quality start. And even, I mean, Michael Padilla, he got away with a lot of pitches last night. When I put that strike zone, I was just like, oh. But, you know, I mean, that's a dude who, who, He's a dude. Not to go all, not, not to go full Eli on us, but he's a dude who looks like maybe he could run a few laps, maybe get in the pool, because uh, it seemed like uh, there in the fourth inning or whatever when when he was up past fifty pitches, maybe he's getting a little bit tired, and those pitches were kind of hanging right in the middle of the plate, and uh, you know, but uh, that's uh, he's another guy that you're not asking. I mean, they paid him to be their fifth starter. It just so happened that their fourth and their second starters are hurt. Yeah, clearly. By the way, there's a weight problem there. There's a difference between him and Mel Cabrera, so don't give me that. Oh, he's fat. Well, Padilla. Speaking of butter, well, Jesus. There's no, there's no other way to say it. Sorry. I'm yeah. fat, so he's fat. He's just a large, large man. He was 6'7", and he's got to be three bills, right? You would yeah. think so. So, Yeah. At but, any rate, yeah. we'll, see you, we'll see you next week. If, Like I said, uh, if everybody likes the two-show format, let us know. Uh, we got a nice comment today. We had a nice uh, – somebody left us a nice iReview or uh, iTunes review, so thank you. We appreciate it. So, yeah, if, let us know if you like the two shows a week. We Every time I ask questions, I never get a, a lot of feedback except for our Discord. So, But let's just let us, let us know what you think, and we will talk to you soon. Have a great weekend as the Tigers go to Chavez Ramin and – Uh, Wings and a prayer. We'll talk to you soon.